You are listening to Satellite Sisters. This is our recap of Downton Abbey. We call it Downton Gabby. Welcome to the final season of Downton Abbey. We are happy to be here with you. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. We're known as two of the five Satellite Sisters. Hey, Jewel, aren't you glad we're back doing Downton Gabby? It's bittersweet. It Leon, it was like uh, starting with some restorative broth to watch this show again. But yes, it is a little bittersweet. I saw those Viking ads and I thought, what's going to happen to them after Down Abbey? <laughs> right? What is, what's what going to happen to all those boats? I don't like, know. Nobody will, I don't know. I, and I have to say, being from Pasadena, I recently saw the Down Abbey float in the Rose Parade. <gasps> and yes. It was wonderful. It's not dynamic to have a big house on a float. I have to say that. Like, it was cool to see it on a float, but it's not the same as having, like, bears that move their heads, you know, like the other floats. Um, but one thing I loved was that they had the music, the theme going. And so Lady Cora was there on the float. They had a car and a driver and a big floral display and everything like that. That was spectacular. But the theme, it was just such a contrast to, you know, the other music kind Coming from floats like staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> Instead, we had the dun 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 dun. I know. Dun. It's it was just ama- it's an amazing theme. It really does transport you, and to see those opening scenes, you know, that's what I mean. You settle in. You see the bells ringing. You see Isis the dog walking across the the great lawns. Oh, I just loved it. And now we have to say, we admitted earlier on the Satellite Sisters podcast, Julie and I did no reading about season six. We don't have insights for you. We didn't watch any of the previews. I didn't even read the interviews in the New York Times with the whole cast. I stayed away from anything on TV. I did not want to know one shred of what might happen. Julie, what was your what was that your was protocol? No, same, same thing, Leanne. I, I, I really felt like I wanted to just come to this very fresh uh, savor every moment of it. And I don't need other people to tell me what to think about Down Abbey. As, uh, that's it. All right. So British people, just keep it to yourselves. Okay. We know you know, but we don't want to know. <laughs> that's just the thing. We love you, but we don't want to know about Down Abbey. All right. So we start and Julie, we're off to the hunt. First scene, off we go. Lord Grantham leads us. Horses, you know, foxhounds, foxes. I yeah. love that they have the little a nip of something out of those silver cups delivered by the all the, the butlers before they take off, Leon. Yes, a good hunt. That's a good way to start season six. And we know, here's what we know. We know it's 1925, and we know this. Everybody at Downton Abbey is very, very grumpy. Did you feel that, Julie? They're all grumpy. Here, for example, Lord Grantham. Very, very grumpy. The times they are changing. He mm-hmm. just cannot get over change, can he, Jewel? No, that's not his strong point, point Leon. Uh, to be flexible, to be adaptable. I mean, he's all about tradition, right? So, of course, he wouldn't like the change. Lady Mary, very, very grumpy. She's being blackmailed, and she's very grumpy that Edith even exists. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> really, she... I know it is very icy between the two sisters. They don't, they don't talk. They don't touch. And actually I thought Edith was like having a good show. She was, she was kind of quirky, which was driving Mary crazy. I know there was actual eye rolling, eye rolling. That's how grumpy she was. I mean, that's not good breeding eye rolling on camera. All right. Also grumpy. Mrs. Hughes, pretty grumpy that she has to consummate her impending marriage. What was that about? It's a lot of pressure there. She's, she has a lot of pressure. You know, it's just, just thinking about it all, just uh, really 
you know, it was more than she could cope with, Liam. Well, frankly, watching it all was a lot of pressure for us. Don't you think? It was more than I could cope with, really. <laughs> I had to look away. I had to look away during the big um, SEX talk. Okay, that's all I can say. And then Mrs. Patmore, very grumpy that she is to be the messenger to tell Carson, hey, by the way, wife doesn't want to do it. I mean, that seemed... I don't know how, Mrs. Carter, you, you would, I'd have to drink a lot more port to, to have that kind of conversation with somebody else. I mean, really, Mrs. Patmore, you're the best, man, because that was a tough gig. I mean, yeah. good, there's good friends, and then there's that gig. All right, you know who else was grumpy? The Dowager Countess. She was very grumpy that Tom had moved to Boston. You yes, know? yes, I know, I know. Well, I miss Tom. I have to say oh. I miss Tom. I miss Rose. Yeah. I miss the gramophone. You know, I, I just, I miss all of that. Uh, I understand why Tom had to go, but maybe he's going to come back to, for like uh, Christmas or something. That's I, hope. I, I hope. I hope because hope. everyone is so grumpy. Also yeah. grumpy is cousin Isabel. Oh, she's grumpy about some nonsense at the hospital. All um, right. Even I, though she has not one, but two adoring suitors. How does Isabel have two men and like our sister Liz has none? How is that? How old possible? do you think Isabel is? That's what it, during this episode, I, I wanted to know how old is Mrs. Patmore? How old is Mrs. Hughes? And how old is, is Isabel? I don't know. How old are those women? I don't know. They could be a million or they could be 40. Like that's, don't British women look like that? I don't know. I don't know how old they are. They all talk. I thought they were like a hundred, but then they all seem to have love lives and sex yeah. lives and all kinds of things. Who knew? Who knew? Okay. Daisy, very grumpy that her farmer, a uh, father-in-law is being booted off yeah. the farm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, come on, Daisy. She was grumpy. Yeah. All the downstairs folks, very grumpy about potential downsizing. They're all, yeah. that was. Well, oh. that's, I mean, I mean, you can understand that. I mean, as Lord Grantham said, who has an underbutler these days? <laughs> did Martha Stewart say that or did Lord <laughs> Grantham say that? I'm not sure. But really, know. who has an underbutler? Hmm. Yeah, so it's they're true. worried about that. It's yeah. true. It's true. And then, frankly, we're all grumpy that that stupid Bates storyline, murder storyline, is even continuing. I mean, honestly, I know, I know Bates is smiling. Ugh. He's smiling, but I just still can't trust him. Poor yeah. Anna, yeah. Too. Poor Anna. She had a lot this. I know this she second. did. I, and I have like blocked out that stupid second murder storyline that this poor married couple is, is facing. Yes. But yes. you're right. Every time he smiles now, Bates, I think he's something, he's up to something. He's up to something. <laughs> I honestly, the only ones in the show that were not grumpy. Okay. Lady Cora, because she clearly is medicated again. I mean, they, she, I know. Well, she was up. I liked it that she was vertical. She was upright. She wasn't horizontal. She wasn't in bed the whole time. Right. But she has just no idea what's going on. She's I mean, none. She's no idea. Okay. Lady Rose, apparently not grumpy because she's in New York, where I I'm know. sure she's exploring her love of all things jazz, don't you? Yes. Yes. I... <laughs> And, and, and then, you know, Julie, I was pretty convinced that at some point in my marriage, uh, my husband has also asked, is this the refrigerator? <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay. When Lord Grantham said that, yes, I, men say that all the time. We're laughing at it. Ha ha ha. It's 1925. But men this week around America are saying, well, how do you exactly do you turn this dishwasher on? Or 
what what like what setting should I have for the washing machine? You know, they all play that, don't they? Lena? I know they do. Right? Yeah. Who are the kids' pediatricians anyway? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, oh, they're teenagers now. Where is the pediatrician's office? I'll never forget where, that. Do you know where my other sock is? No, I mean this is it. It's the same <laughs> stuff. Nineteen twenty-five, two thousand sixteen. Nothing has changed. So, I mean, we set up a bunch of storylines for the season. Obviously, change uh, is coming to Downton. That was sort of a storyline last year, but we're obviously going to see some economic downsizing. Uh, Obviously, Daisy's storyline about girls going, you know, uh, people who work in houses going off to work in shops. That was mentioned. So there'll be some social movement and economic movement. Uh, Mary was, you know, I I have to say, I love Lady Mary. I just love her. (laughs) She's really my hero because she has not let widowhood or war or men dying in her bed or motherhood or blackmail soften her one bit. You know what I mean? Right. Stay angry, Mary. Stay angry. I mean, I like it. (laughs) Yes, that's a big thing this time, that she is being blackmailed because of her uh, weekend in Liverpool uh, and that... Uh, that the, some chambermaid is now stalking her, um, uh, you know, throughout the show. So what did you think of that, Lane? You know what? I, I mean, I thought, uh, first of all, Mary's sex capade, it seemed kind of stupid that she signed her own name in the registry. Like, really? She's, <laughs> she's a lot smarter than that. I'm surprised the two of them would have done that. Uh, and secondly, I'm always surprised that, you know, they seem to like the servants at Downton, but other people's servants are always portrayed as sort of crass, criminals mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. have you noticed that yes you know anytime it's somebody else's servant oh they're terrible people but the downton servants are salt to the earth so uh i feel like Ms. bevan will be back but again the times they are changing so she can't hold that much over mary now and i'm just hoping that that hot matthew good comes back uh to downton this season remember the race car driver from the yes. finale last year mm-hmm. the guy who just mm-hmm. hopped right in the car and drove off to the set of the good wife um i i hope he comes back <laughs> but i hope I hope she stays angry. You know, I hope that is a completely different marriage or relationship than the one she had with Matthew. So I'm looking well, forward to Ma- Lady Mary. After all the grumpiness and like, oh my gosh, the Bateses now they're having miscarriages. Oh, they just can't get a break. And oh, Mrs. Patmore, we're going to so have to hear about that. And oh, she has no help. And that's going to be a downer. And of course, Mosley even showed up. Oh. <laughs> I know, but did you see? He almost tripped in the dogs, the hunting dogs at the beginning, <laughs> in the opening scene. I know. Mosley, Mosley, Mosley. Okay. But he, he's trying, Leon. He's trying. <laughs> what did you think of the blackmail? Did you did you buy that? Did you think? Well, I mean, I thought it was kind of a weak storyline yeah. because she wasn't already a married woman. It right. wasn't like she was, you know, a debutante, as, her, as, her, uh, as Lord Grantham uh, says later in the episode. Yeah. But uh, she was sort of... She did have some, there was, she brought a tone of evil um, of, or of some, something yeah. dark uh, to the show. So that was good. And I did like the way Mary stood up to her. And, uh, and I would like to see Mary, you know, with a love interest. Yeah. I always find those interesting uh, at, in this series. So I hope she, I hope there is a, some new, some new handsome character for, uh, for Mary to fall in love with. Now, what about Edith? Edith is not grumpy. And I think she should take advantage of that apartment just sitting there in London and get the heck out of Downton. Don't you? I, I know. I mean, she had, this was the best she's ever been. I mean, now 
She has her little daughter, Miss Marigold, is under, you know, is living living at home. Uh, and she has her own apartment and she has her own newspaper. And yes, she's independent. She should do that. And uh, she should get out from under because she's not getting much love. I mean, from her sister and her mother, I don't know, just... <laughs> It's not providing much guidance. So that's the kindest thing I can say about Lady. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. By yeah, <laughs> the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's, That's true. 
That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SAT Sisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. What, what if that is a storyline? If Lady Cora gets on the Dilaudin and like has to go into rehab, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Okay. No, I, I hope Edith goes to London because there's yes. great clothes in London. Rosalind, the, you know, the sexy aunt is in London. There could yeah. be a lot of good storylines in London. Mm-hmm. So I hope she gets the heck out of Dodge for a while. And then uh, and then I have to say my favorite scenes were, um, okay, before we get to that, the hospital power grab. At the, <laughs> I have no interest in this storyline. What what is this storyline, Joel? I don't know, Lynn, but it it did provide. Uh, it was a fun board meeting to watch. Yes, the they were screaming at each other. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, it was it was really great, and I loved it when uh, when uh, when the late when Lady Crawley was when they said, "Does it ever get cold on the moral high ground?" That was a great question. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good line. Or, or you know, so I mean, it's just provided an opportunity for the two of them to spar. You know, is it just they're they're going at it? They're yeah. dueling, and and it and and that's good. We want more of that. We don't really want them to be friends. I think it's more it's more fun when when they have issues with each other. Yeah, so. yeah. Team of rivals. Team of rivals. But it was interesting in that scene, um, the board uh, discussion scene, the hospital board discussion scene. Lady Cora. I don't know whether she she had just a hard time following the conversation. Her head was like, like, you know, I don't know if you noticed it. It was I had to watch the show twice, but she just could not keep up with the conversation at all. I had to go back and watch. Oh, yeah, I got to watch for that. Maybe these are the early signs of the Dilaudin addiction. Could be. Okay. What? What was that they used to give people for the vapors? Wasn't it like, or this isn't this when they started giving out cocaine in the twenties? It's like a he- with health benefits. Yes, right? maybe yeah. that's. I think that's okay. That'd be good. I hope. <laughs> I, well, we know it's all written, so we can't change the course of it. But uh, that would be good. All right, here are the scenes I liked. I did like the scene when Mr. Carson kind of, you know, he had to admit that he's totally hot for Mrs. Hughes. I, <laughs> I know that was that was that was very was charming. Very t- Charming yeah. and dignified. It yes. Was lovely. Yes. Yes. And what like three quarters of the audience watching thought their husband was or, or you know, beloved was thinking about them. So, so Again, excellent. How old do you think, how old do you think Mr. Carson is? <laughs> I don't know. These thoughts were just running through my mind. Again, because I did, we, well, we had the blank page, Leanne. I We didn't do the deep preparation. No. It was just, these are just our, our fresh impressions. Yes. And then finally, when the Bates storyline was wrapped up, we had to have not one, but two scenes when the constable came to give the update. And now some strange woman had confessed and there was a witness. And then there was Vov Clico for all. <laughs> I popped a bottle of Vov Clico because I was like, thank you. We have wrapped this tedious storyline. <laughs> so and did you enjoy uh mrs patmore dancing with the constable that was that was a nice <laughs> touch 
right. So do you have any predictions for the upcoming season, Julie? Any anything you'd like to see other than that? Any other thoughts on this and favorite? Well, I do. I do want Ma- uh, Lady Mary uh, to get a love life. I think yeah. that would be very, very important. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, if Edith goes to London, she's got to do something. Yes. Yeah. I would like something to happen to her. I mean, those two really need to uh, get it on. I like it that the children are speaking and running now rather than <laughs> in previous seasons. They've just been, you know, uh, just not moving around uh, too much. Um, I'm not sure Thomas is the best choice, though. For uh, for a lot of interaction with the kids. I mean, he's proven himself to be pretty dastardly right. and pretty right. scheming and pretty underhanded. Right. So right. if they won't let the other footmen spend a lot of time with Thomas, I'm surprised they're letting him, you know, carry Marigold around all day, frankly. <laughs> Good point, Lee. <laughs> okay. And Daisy. I mean, you know, yeah. I love Daisy. Yeah. And uh, she had... You know, she she just she got really out of control, um, you know, with, a, you know, in this episode. But I really just I would like to see good come to her. So I would like a good storyline for Daisy. Yeah, I think there's couldn't Daisy appear in that Meryl Streep movie about the women's vote. Doesn't that work? <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> Isn't it right about the same time? Yes, maybe it is. not. All right. Yeah, I would definitely like to see Tom make a return from Boston. I'm sure he will. He's been in a lot of the promotional material, even though I've tried not to see it. He's been in the photos. I think Rose needs to come back a little bit, uh, a little bit of time. And I would like to see Mary as a businesswoman, too. I'd like to see her yes. love interest. But now, you know, now that she's been bribed and she stood up to Mrs. Bevan, Ms. Bevan, yes. uh, her father said, oh, OK, I guess you can run the estate. A heck of a lot better than you did, buddy. You practically ran it into the ground with your old school <laughs> idea. And Mary and Tom saved it. Uh, but um, so I'd like to see Mary as businesswoman. Yeah. And Edith as sort of, um, you know, avant-garde, literary, you know, involved uh, Londoner. I think those would be good. That would be exciting to see the women sort of define fresh roles for themselves. Yes. So, and the clothing I thought was outstanding. Outstanding. On first, uh, first dump. Yeah. So yeah. we want them to hold on to the staff enough that they can continue to get dressed for formal dinners. Okay. Because if they give away the staff, right. then, you know, we're not going to see some of their fancy clothes. Yeah. So. How are they going to put all that headgear on? How are, how are the women going to be able to attach all those fascinators Headbands. to their heads? And I that, know, I that I loved the, like the plum, uh, silk dress that Mary was wearing yes. at yes. the end when she could, that color, that color combination was beautiful. Gorgeous. Yes. Gorgeous. Yes. Okay. So we are looking forward to next week. Viv Clicquot on ice. Let's go. We're ready. We're here. We got it. This is Downton Gabby. All right. If you are new to Satellite Sisters, we would love you to go check out our other podcasts. We've been doing them for years, almost as long as, as Downton Abbey has uh, been. <laughs> Actually, right? Because it when did it start? Nineteen twelve, when the Titanic yes. sank. So, yeah, longer. We have, we are our run has been longer than the timeline of Downton Abbey. Okay, <laughs> that's a very strong point, Liam. Not really. Thank you, though. But I'm not sure what it means. But but that's good. It's a good point. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'd also like to thank Audible for their support of this podcast. Remember, you can go uh, check out Audible for 30 days for free at audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. The book we recommended that you listen to at Audible is an 
historical uh, book, uh, To Marry an English Lord. It's the real story of the 100 American heiresses that went to England around 1914 to marry English lords. And it's a very lively social history. It's full of all kinds of personalities and gossiping anecdotes and houses and uh, period details. So if you like Downton Abbey, you're going to want to check out To Marry an English Lord on Audible. Audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. All right, Jill, have a great week. You too, Leon. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. Leon Dolan from Satellite Sisters here. On behalf of all my sisters, we wanted to say thank you for making You're the Best a Celebration of Friendship such a special experience for all of us. Our new book came out this fall, and you came out to book events all over the country. We appreciate your support, and we want you to know that we think honestly, you're just the best, Satellite Sisterhood. For more information about the book and our new readers group guide, go to SatelliteSisters.com. Remember, you're the best. You're the best.